Welcome into episode 16 of the Godly Young Men podcast. Will, you and I were talking off air and really kind of doing some brainstorming, brainstorming and thinking about, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to cover for the next several? We've got, we keep telling people this, we truly do have like dozens and dozens, but we want to make sure that there's a proper structure to how we do these. And we're starting to talk about choosing a godly wife and, and how to lead a family, how to lead a family and how to, how to be just a leader in general. And what we realized is, you know, there's one episode that probably needs to precede that um, and, and precede a lot of what we have coming up, and that is honoring or respecting your parents. This is something that I think is really difficult for this generation, um, yeah. really for every generation, but for this generation, we're seeing that especially from TikTok and, and all of the social media, this is a struggle, right? This is a struggle to yeah. honor and respect your parents. Well, culture and society really tells you that it's not just normal, but that it's okay and acceptable right. to hate your parents, to right. just not get along with your parents. You think about just how common that is for, for teenagers that so you get there. Oh, they're just in their teenage phase. They're in their rebellious phase. Right. And you know, we're just, we're not getting along really well. And listen, that, that's common. That, that's so normal place. Yeah. Normal. I said Norman place, commonplace. It's normal <laughs> and commonplace these days. Goodness, got to get that right. But you even think about TV shows. You think about movies that are specifically aimed towards young people. A lot of the Netflix shows and things that are aimed towards young people. How are parents usually uh, cast in those? Very rarely are the parents just real solid characters and really supporting the young right. people. Usually it's like they're pitting the young people against parents. And oh, so yeah. I think not just culture and society, but media and again, TV shows and things are, are painting parents in this light to where a lot of young people, even in the church, think, well, I'm not really supposed to get along with my parents. I'm, I'm kind of supposed to to not like them and to, to really just not want to be around them. That's a pretty big problem. And your parents probably have learned this too because this goes back to what, 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s? I mean, you consider the 80s TV shows or, or the 80s movies like The Breakfast Club, uh, things like that. I've never seen the movie personally, but... You Can't have say a, that I have either. <laughs> yeah, you have the general idea of kind of this is kids' power and you had a lot of adolescent movies better off what, dead. Grease and, like that? I think I've Grease, never seen that one either. I've but. never seen Grease either, which, yeah, that's... Most of our watchers probably have not. The parents will have to tell them what that is because, uh, yeah, I, you know, we're not up to date on those. But again, going back to the 80s, going back to the 90s when I was growing up. It's been around for a while. It's yeah. been around for a while. That means your parents probably have this idea as well of like, maybe there's supposed to be that friction. Maybe we're not supposed to always get along or whatever. And we realize that is the case. And we also know that broken homes are more common than ever. Like the idea of having a father and a mother at home, maybe for our watchers, if, if you're homeschool Christian, you know that obviously the statistics drastically increase. But not every situation but is not perfect. A, that's exactly it. Not every situation is, and a lot of situations these days are not. And so we want to just come right out and say, like, this is a difficult topic. And I'm not going to deny we wanted to be real and vulnerable about the fact that you know, I, I had my moments in my teenage years where I very much did clash with Absolutely. my parents. You know, I didn't go on a rebellious streak or anything like that, but we didn't get along at times. Right. And so I do think there is, and I want to be very careful, we were talking off air. I don't want to give credence to the idea that, hey, you're supposed to hate your parents right. in your teenage years, because that's just not true. That's something culture and society have told you. However, I do think there is some natural friction that takes place sure. in those years, because you think about specifically for young men, you're wanting to be more independent, yeah. right? You want to sprout your wings a little bit more. Maybe you're asking more questions. Maybe you're, again, it's just a, a time in your life where you're wanting to be more independent and have more freedom. Typically, parents kind of bucket that a little bit. Yeah. They, they don't like that. And so that that just creates, to me, natural friction. It doesn't excuse the, you know, you headbutting with your parents and things. And But I do think it's natural to some extent. Oh, but you yeah, have to be no careful doubt. with it. Because they're struggling with your transition. You're struggling with your transition. Yeah, it's new territory. Right. You're reaching for more authority and responsibility. They're always not or not always willing and ready to give that up. And a lot of them 
they may still view you as the five-year-old. Oh, I remember when you were just this big and you hear and you go, yeah, right. (laughs) We want to make sure that it doesn't end up with a, that's part of the disrespect we're talking about. We want to honor, we want to respect our parents. Fully recognizing there are some serious frustrations that take place in this time period and, of life. And one last caveat you kind of already alluded to. We understand there are situations where maybe your parents mistreat you. Maybe your yeah. parents... Not every situation is perfect. We sure. don't need to go into all the details. However, I do think to some extent, and maybe you want to elaborate on this a little bit more, sometimes we can think, well, I'll give my parents respect if they earn it, right? right. Well, if my parents are parenting me the way that I think they should, that's when I'll obey them. That's not exactly the biblical picture that we get. And you think about, and I guess this will get us into kind of where we want to go next with why this episode matters, why it matters that you respect your parents and not just respect them and, you know, pay lip service to the idea of respect, but why you actually respect them and actually obey them and know why you obey them is because this is a hierarchical structure that God has put in place. God did not just, you know, roll the dice and say, all right, how, how should I set up the family? Ah, I guess I'll just put parents in top and then on top and then the kids below them. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. No, right. God did this for a reason. And we see hierarchical structures, other places that he's designed, elders in the church. You know, God put elders in authority yep. for a reason, even within a marriage. God put the husband over the wife for a reason. And the reason why this is so important and why we think godly young men must, like this, this is not optional. This is a must obey and respect their parents is because if you buck this hierarchy, if you say, nah, I'm not really going to obey my parents. Mm. I don't really agree with that hierarchical structure. If you do that with your parents, what does that look like for the rest of the hierarchical structure? What does that look like when you're a part of the church and the elders have authority over you? What does that look like in marriage? What does that look like when God is the one who has ultimate authority? And if you're bucking that with your parents, odds are you're not going to have a great relationship with God either. That's exactly it. Or with your wife. I mean, there's, yeah. as you alluded to, there's five different elements of hierarchy. God, government, elders, fathers, and husbands. Government, yeah, I didn't bring that one up. Yeah, those those are the five elements or the five hierarchies. Everything, obviously, God being overall. Yeah. God has placed these authorities in your life for a very specific reason. We may hit our teenage years and struggle to, you know, start to wonder, like, why? Right. I'm fine. I know all of this. But there's a very good reason why God has set parents over you up until a specific age. And I would say parents are, you're always a kid, right, underneath your parents. So there's an element of honoring or respecting. That doesn't stop at 18 because, well, that's what that's what America says. At 18, I become a, a legal adult or whatever. At 21, I really become a legal My adult, so I don't have, have to listen the, to you. Yeah, exactly. Completely. It's like you're not even their kid anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, just because you moved out of their home doesn't mean you get to stop respecting and honoring them. Doesn't mean that they're not important figures in your life. So we want to put that out there as well hierarchy matters and you said it perfectly like if you buck this one what else are you going to buck and then will you be surprised if you struggle to maintain hierarchy in your relationship with your wife yes this is why we talked about doing this episode before we get into all of those is if you don't understand hierarchy if you don't understand how you're supposed to submit to your parents how are you going to get your wife to submit to you and and men hate hierarchy just naturally we don't we don't like being told what to do right we want to you know nobody tells me what to do type of thing that's not the way God designed it. Look, I mean, obviously we're not really talking about, you know, freedom and Americanized stuff. What we're talking sure. about is elders in the church. We're talking about, again, God, yep. God, God tells us what to do. Sorry. That's the way it goes. Your parents, if you're a kid, they tell you that that's just the way it goes. And so we as young men have to fight against the urge to just, again, overthrow everything and just do things the way we want to do them because that's simply not the way God designed it. It goes, it's antithetical to God's very yes, structure, that's a great way to the hierarchy there. But as we said, we have to explore and, and I think we want to explain some of the reasons why God gave us parents. 
Why did he set that? Well, in place? and before we answer that, one of the things that's not on the outline I wanted to bring up is that both you and I now, of course, have left the house. We're married. Uh, we have kids. Yep. I would say, don't want to speak for you. I've got a great relationship with my parents. It's one of those things that it's really, really cool that, sure, maybe had a few tussles when I was in my teenage years. But because I feel like, again, not to be arrogant, that I understood this concept pretty well, what we're talking with you guys about today, I've got a great relationship with my parents now. And yeah. it's really, really cool. It's really enjoyable that you know I've got now a son that he can have a great relationship with his grandparents. One of the saddest things you can see is when a young man or young woman grows up and they have don't have a good relationship with their parents. They kind yeah. of go off, they leave, they get married. And because their relationship with their parents is so strained, their kids, therefore your parents' right. grandkids, right. don't have much of a relationship with them because there's that friction, there's that animosity. That's that's sad. It's it, so it's, sad. It's, it's it's disappointing. And so we hope that everybody watching this will have a great relationship with your parents yeah. when you move out of the house. But specifically for those who are still in the house, you got to start now. It starts now. That's yep. that's a perfect way to say it. it. Starts now. I grew up in a home that was fairly volatile. I mean, my parents are good people. They're Christians. Like. But it was fairly volatile. We did not always get along. We did clash. And there were moments where you just, I don't like allowing yelling in my home. I don't yell. My wife doesn't yell. Um, I heard it a lot growing up. It, it wasn't sunshine and daisies all the time. We don't want to paint the picture. Everything's perfect. I'm sure, you know, for you, of course, your dad is is Brad Arab. And, and so I think he's he wrote a book. I think they're, you know, they've got some, or maybe they didn't write a book, but he's spoken on parenting sure. and done so yeah. much. Uh, on that, that I think he had a really good foundation. But they weren't still, perfect either. But I was yeah. going to say, they're not perfect. We still had to submit at a young age. Whether your parents are perfect or not, that doesn't change our response to what we ought to be doing, which is to honor and respect them regardless. But I think that's great of what you're saying is we want that relationship later in life. It matters so much. I called my dad the other day. Hey, I really need help on this. Like We have that relationship, and so many people don't. And so that you find them, they're running to Facebook. They're running to their, you know, they're running to Google. They're running to whatever it may be, their, their fellow friends to get information and wisdom that their parents could have given them, but they don't have that relationship. We'll have an episode on on the importance of dads here soon, I'd imagine. Yeah. We need to put that down because I don't think we have that yeah, down. Yeah, good, point. good um, point. But man, it was. I was with you the other day when you called your dad, and it was just so cool. It's like the ability to just call your dad up for a quick question, yeah. and he answers, and hey, you know, here's here's the answer. Hey, and it's just, you know, it makes the dads feel good too oh, yeah. when, when their sons are calling to ask these questions. But I want to turn that question back around on sure. you because we kind of rambled on this point for a minute, and it's my fault because I brought it up. You're good. You're good. But why did God give us parents? What's the point of them? Why, yeah. why is this something that was in God's design. In addition, we've already talked about the hierarchy side. Why else did God give us parents? First and foremost for protection, I think. Uh, maybe yeah. not first and foremost. First, for not foremost. Yeah. We'll get to the foremost. Um, but first for protection. <clears throat> you may be 16, 17 years old. Oh, I don't need protection. Um, I'm, which reminded me of that Batman quote, I don't need protection. Protection for them. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like there's the... There's the aspect of when you're young, you don't need to run out into the street. Somebody's got to be there to set boundaries and specifically to keep you safe. Yep. Like that's a big aspect. That doesn't just change when you turn 15, 16 years. I got it, mom, dad. Thanks. They're still there to protect you. And now more than anything, it's to protect you from yourself. Yeah. It's not even to protect you from all the things in the world. That's a lot on the younger end. Now it's to protect you from yourself. Hey, don't do these stupid things because it really ends poorly. We've been there. We've seen that. There's all of this that, that really comes back around to we're here to protect you from, again, the things that really could lead, lead your life in a negative direction. Well, another one that I would say is guidance. Mm. So you yep. think about a tour guide. Think about maybe you're going through, I don't know, you're hiking somewhere. You're going through a museum. And the purpose for a tour guide is to you follow the tour guide and he is showing you or giving you 
a way bigger perspective than you could possibly have on your own. You're hiking somewhere, and this tour guide's pointing out, hey, there's this formation, this is what this means, and this is how long this has been around. And, man, you think about if you went on that hike or went through that museum and you didn't have a tour guide, you'd have a perspective. You would yeah, have yeah. an experience, but that is just enhanced by the That's tour guide point. because he's pointing out things and showing you things that you would never have known by yourself. That's what parent. That's that's one of the specific roles for parents is that yes, once you hit fifteen, sixteen, you could probably go through life okay without your parents. But man, you would not have the perspective. They're the ones guiding you and showing you. Point. Yeah, I messed up here. Don't mess up in this spot. Um, or I learned this when I was your age. This would be helpful for you to know. And man, if you don't have parents or don't have the relationship with your parents to where they are guiding you, your perspective on life is just a whole lot smaller. You know, I, similar if you went on the hike again and didn't have the tour guide or went through the museum and didn't have the tour guide. You just don't know as much. Your your perspective right. is not as big. This is a brief aside to that. If you don't have that in in a relationship with your parent, find it with somebody. Yeah, find somebody in your church or find somebody a in mentor, your life, sure. a mentor that can provide that guidance for you. Maybe your dad is aloof, or or maybe you know various circumstances. There could be a bazillion reasons. Um, you need that. You need the guidance. But to go along with that, they also provide knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, we bristle at this a little bit because you know wow that's that's your you know my parents my parents are old-fashioned that's exactly you grew up in the 70s completely different to what it was today and i i I will i've been very guilty of that not not (laughs) necessarily my parents but with the older generations oh yeah my goodness you stuck in the 60s still so and there's an element where that's true let's just be honest let's call it as we see it there's an element (laughs) where that's true where they are a little stuck there and they don't understand for instance pornography they have no idea we'll just stay away from it like like in your day, it was, it was Playboy magazine, and that exactly. was it. Exactly, yeah. you had to go down to the gas station and risk being seen with this paper bag and a magazine in it. Like, yeah, that's probably a pretty big deterrent. I've never done that, nor right. do I ever want to. This Young is people got it in their pockets now, right? Yeah. Everywhere for free, all the time. So they don't understand the problem. They show their age from time to time. But the bottom line is, God gave us parents for the wisdom that they provide, and. If you're a parent watching this, make sure that you're utilizing that. Make sure yeah. that you're utilizing your experience to teach your kids, hey, I do have this wisdom. It, You know, I did, it's not my plan to tell my kids, I did sleep with your mom ahead of marriage, and here's why that was a problem. So many parents are afraid, I think, of showing their weaknesses, yeah. showing their problems, showing all the struggles. If I tell them that I did that, that'll probably push them more into it. It's like, absolutely not. It will give you perspective and give you a real, like, honest approach to the parenting where your kid's going to respect that more. I know I'm speaking more to the parents here, but your parents were given to you for that reason so that you could see the mistakes they've made and you can choose not to do something and different. So they can, we should be getting better. So they can pass that knowledge and That's wisdom right. on to you. Again, specifically in your teenage years when That's it right. is needed more than ever. If you're running to TikTok for your wisdom or you're running to your 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 best friends like Rehoboam did, right, to, right. to get his advice. Mm, yep. Listen, that's not going to turn out too well. It just never does if you're running to, to influencers or to yep. Andrew Tate or to Mr. Whoever. Fill in the blank. If that's your wisdom source as a, as a young man, you got a long way to go. Pa- yep. Your parents should be there for that. Uh, an example is another one we have on here. Don't want to spend a ton of time on there. Yes, your parents need to be a good example to you, but look to them as an example. Yep. But the last one that we've already ta- touched on, God, God gave them to you to basically show you why hierarchy matters. And it's one of those things that, again, if you if you bristle that, if you push against that that notion of hierarchy, you're, you're kind of, in a way, telling God, God, I know better than you. I know you set these people in authority over me, but listen, I, I know better. I'm good. Maybe you, you designed it poorly. I've got my way, and my way is good. Yep. You really want to tell God that? You, right. you really want to go that route? Right. I think not. Again, similar with the elder thing if, if you're a member of a church and the elders want to do things a certain way you'd be like nah i think i'll do things my way you're telling god that you designed it poorly well and remember hierarchy is all intended to point back toward 
God. Yes, absolutely. That's why when dominion, it's so closely tied to the image of God, the idea of dominion in chapter in Genesis 1 and 2, because when a man takes dominion over his household, when he takes dominion over his wife, when he's, you know, head of the church, as an elder, you know, one of the heads of the church, all of those things point to where do we get our authority? Yeah. Where does the hierarchy come from? It points back to God. So when a man is is handling his family well, he's taking care of them, he's being the example, he's doing all the things we're talking about, he is the picture of God. That's why so many people struggle. They say, well, God's aloof. God doesn't care about me. And I always ask him, because I deal with this with a lot of clients, I always ask him, how's your relationship with your dad? Yeah. And they go, well, I basically don't have one. He's aloof. Like, oh, well, there you go. No wonder. God's yeah. just waiting to strike me down. I know that God is so disappointed in me and he's so hurt every time I fall that I just can't ever do enough. Well, tell me about your relationship with your dad. Oh, man, he's, he's, he's just a perfectionist. Or whatever, yeah. He's a perfectionist. I can never do enough to please him. Like, do you see the correlation yeah. here? Your your relationship with your father and with your parents is to mirror your your relationship with God. It's a picture of God. How do you understand who God is at a very young age? Before you can grasp the metaphysical, you know, like the higher concept ideas in your teenage and as you get older, who do you look to as an understanding of ultimate authority? Your parents. Your parents, right. So if they're overbearing or whatever it is, it's going to mirror that. And that's something to be aware of. You may have a, an understanding of God that doesn't look anything like God. It looks a lot like your parents, but just because they're sinful maybe in the way that they've done it, that's not God. We have to be aware of that as well. So we want to bring in some scripture to this because, man, the Bible talks so much about this, not just the hierarchy, but about parents in general. And one of the things that all, that's always grabbed my attention is you see this in Romans 1, specifically verse 30. You see this in what is the 2 Timothy chapter 3, specifically in verse 2, where the writer of each, which I guess is Paul in both of these, he's given kind of like a, a laundry list of sins, right? Of things, specifically in Romans 1, it's the, the works of the Gentiles, right. right? The things that God gave them over to. And man, there's some, there's some zingers in there. He's got homosexuality. He's got adultery. He's got murder, drunkards, like all these things that we look at, man, that's some really serious stuff, abominations to God. And guess what he includes in, in both of those disobedient, disobedient to parents yeah. is one of those things when you're reading, it's like, Oh man, Oh man, Oh man. And you get to disobedient to parents and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. What? That's not that big a deal. I saw right. It on Disney last week. Right. Like, why is that in there? Surely that, that must not be as big a deal. It's, it very much is. Like yeah. Paul put that in there, and obviously he's inspired by God, but that is in those lists oh, for yeah. a reason. Is because God holds that as far as a, an abomination to him at the same level as murder. We don't think about that a lot. No. We don't think about that, you know, we we, ha- we categorize these big sins, right? Homosexuality, again, adultery, murder. Those are the big three. Disobedience to our parents, that's really not that big a deal. No, it, it very much is. Well, consider the old law. What were they supposed to do? They were to be stone stoned. Them. Yeah. You were to stone your kids when they're disobedient to you. Now, not calling on anybody, any parents to, <laughs> we're not to stone that, yeah. their kids, okay? <laughs> so don't pick up any stones. At the same time, it just goes to show to your point the how seriously God how, takes how it. How serious yeah. God takes this. Well, Ephesians 6, you know, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment of the promise, he says. When you go back to Exodus 20, uh, he's given the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, verse 12. He says it will, you know, so it will basically your days will be prolonged in the land. And there's this blessing that goes along with it. And so you're going through the Ten Commandments, boom, 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 boom. The first five are about your relationship with God. The second five are about your relationship with with other people. And this is such a vital point. And it is the one where he says there's a blessing to it of you doing this. Why is that? Because he puts such importance on getting this one right. If you're honoring your parents, you're listening to them. And if you're listening to them, you're keeping God's commandments. If you're keeping God's commandments... You stay long in the land. You know, things go really well for you. What do we see in Israel all the way throughout the Old Testament? They stopped. Parents stopped being good. You see with the kings. You may even have a great king. 
their son was horrible. Son Every was single wreck. time, right. their son is a train wreck. So they stop passing it down. When they stop passing it down, they lose the word of God. And when they lose the word of God, they start sacrificing to, to idols and everything else, and they lose the land. I would go as far as to say parent or children being obedient to their parents is one of the most integral part of Christianity. I it is agree. one of the most integral part of passing faith to the next generations. If you're disobedient to yeah. your parents, the faith line stops, basically. And so it's so integral. Um, I would actually encourage all of our listeners and watchers, go read Ephesians 5 and 6. Read Ephesians 5 and 6, and the reason is because Paul, in in explaining to the Ephesians and, and talking about, hey, this is what it means to be to put on the new man, to be different than the way you used to be, he hits this hierarchy thing. I hate to keep bringing, coming back to that, but he hits that really, really yeah. hard in Ephesians 5 and 6, husbands and wives. Um, obviously, Ephesians 6, it's children and, and, and parents, and then it's uh, bond servants and masters. Yeah. In each one of those, there is somebody that God has set in the authority and they have their responsibilities too. He addresses yep. them as well. And you fathers and you uh, masters and, and you husbands and all these things, they have their things that they're supposed to be doing as well. But for those of us who are in that, I guess, submissive role, children and parents, you got to obey them. You got to submit right. to them. You got to respect them. And for anybody that's watching and listening who has never really taken that seriously before, man, take it seriously because it is a big deal to God. And it's, we talk about this with the, the presidency. You may not respect the president. You may not like everything the president does. I've got serious problems, and other people had problems with Trump and Obama and Bush and all the way back. You have to respect the position. Sure. So I can I can hear people type on but you don't understand my situation, right? Or they're listening to them. They have no idea either. I don't my parents have, are terrible. Yeah, my yeah. parents are terrible. You don't understand. My parents are abusive. My parents are this that. We get that. Once again, we started with that. We're going to continue to say it. We're not saying this is easy, and we're not saying like. Under perfect circumstances, this would... No. Under even horrible circumstances, Ephesians 6 still applies. Under horrible circumstances. You see this in Colossians 3 and 4. It's kind of a mirror passage to Ephesians 5 and 6. Paul calls it multiple times. Going back to the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, all of these things are you're going to respect your parents. Not because they earn it all the time. The same way that if, you know, your wife needs to to submit to her. This is 1 Peter 3, right? She needs to submit to you whether you've earned it or not. There, you're still due respect because you're her husband. There's a there's this right that you receive. There also comes with a responsibility to yeah. be a husband. There comes a responsibility to be a parent. He says in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers don't provoke your children to wrath. So clearly there's a point of you you handle you. Regardless of what your parents are doing, you handle you. Fathers, make sure you're doing what's right. But even if the fathers don't, you respect and honor the position of parents yeah that has to come through because it's so easy to go well i understand what the bible says i see it but you just don't understand my my position i do not everybody has perfect parents but the position must come through but god god knew sorry when he was designing the structure that people were going to abuse it it, it's not like people started abusing and god went man i really wish i'd have thought of that man (laughs) of course god knew that same thing with with government same thing unfortunately with elders and really unfortunately with husbands sometimes yeah it's going to get abuse that doesn't give us the right to just completely overthrow everything but you were going to get us into the next aspect of this yeah absolutely because i think attachment we've already discussed that a little bit of the idea of attachment with your parents is going to mirror your attachment with god um you may not be in a great position but that doesn't mean you get to dishonor or respect them so we want to get into some practical some practical what does this actually look like and just some things what we wanted to kind of say is more than anything be mindful of and be careful of a few specific things. Yeah, so one of the things that I would say is be careful about what you post on social media. I actually think parents can be way more guilty of this 
um, than young people these days, at least because young people don't really use Facebook and Facebook is kind of where you go to vent about stuff. Yeah. I see parents all the time, man, I can't wait for my kids to go back to school, man. My kids drive me nuts. Oh my goodness. My kids, yeah. my kids, my kids. That is terrible. If you're a parent watching this and you do that, stop, stop. that immediately. Stop. But same thing with young people. If you're a Facebook user or whatever, YouTube, Instagram, whatever social media you use, man, don't get on there and bash your parents. Don't join in. You know, we're not big fans of TikTok at all. I would get off of TikTok, but man, don't, don't support the the videos or the content that is just making fun of parents and really right. denigrating parents and, and putting them down. That's not okay. And social media can be used in such poor fashions. This is one of those things is that you can get on there and just join in the, man, my parents, they're just so annoying and I just can't wait to get, to, uh, you know, get rid of them and to be, be away from them. Yep. That's not good. Start there is what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Second, I would say be careful what you tell your friends. Yeah. It's really easy around friends. Look, I get it. There's going to be the, the the vent session occasionally where it's just like, why can't they just understand this, right? I'm, I'm 18. I'm looking to go to you know the college of my choice. I'm a senior in high school, and they have to micromanage everything. We understand. There's times to vent. There's times to show frustration and just to be upset and to sit in that for There's a second. There's a reason we said be careful with that, though. Right. The be careful is important because it can very easily turn into, I'm just running them down. It's gossip. It's it's slander. It's a lot of different things. And it's certainly not honoring and respecting them yep. to get around your friends. And every single time you get around them, my parents are so stupid. My parents just don't understand this. They don't understand that. Pump the brakes. That's not okay. That is a sin, actually, and one that God, so once again, say, takes very seriously. When you get into a bash your parents session, consider Romans 1. Right. Consider Second Timothy three, the things right. we brought up about just how seriously God takes that. The next one I would say is specifically for those who have siblings. Be very careful on how you can influence your siblings. Yeah. I'm an oldest, you're a youngest. It is a little bit different when you're a yeah. younger sibling, of course, but I'm the, I'm the oldest. I've got three younger siblings. If they watched me just just trash my parents with my mouth, yeah. just badmouth them all the time, and just show blatant disrespect, how do you think that's going to affect their relationship? With, yeah. You know, when they hit their teenage years, and I have personally seen this where you have an older kid who maybe rebels a bit, maybe treats the parents poorly and just badmouths them, that has a serious effect on the younger on, on your younger siblings. And so Big if time. you're watching this and you are a sibling, or you have siblings, specifically if you're one of the older ones, man, be very mindful. Be careful be about aware. the way you influence your younger siblings to interact with your parents. Because, man, you want them to have a good relationship, hopefully, with your parents as well, just like you do. Yeah. So be that example. Be careful how you address your parents. It can be very easy to be snippy, to be dismissive to roll your eyes, to slam your door. If to, I ever rolled my eyes when I was in the house, oh, yeah. it would have been they would a, have, the, it would have been a bad day. They Let's would have been popped way. out of my head, man. Uh, yeah. You just don't do that. Um you same thing with talking back. Like, Saying no or yeah. yeah. The the snark even I would say something that wasn't even that bad, but the snark underneath is like, "Whoa, hey, you don't talk that way." Yeah. Um which is good. I mean, parents need to call that out, but don't be that guy. Don't don't be the one that parents can be very frustrating. You're going to have a lot of frustrations. Your wife is, my mom used to tell me this, and I hate it all the time. Your wife is going to frustrate you too. Your boss is going to it's frustrate true. you. It's yeah. true. Your boss, your wife, fellow church members, elders maybe. Government's going to frustrate you more than once. Taxes, everything else. <laughs> Government's going to frustrate you. There's going to be a lot of frustrations in life. And what are you going to do? Complain about it every Handle single time? Handle it with dignity. Handle yeah. it with dignity. Because that's part of us, you know, 
while we're under pressure. How we handle that is going to dictate how we handle our wives when we're under pressure, when they're when maybe they're not treating us uh, the way that we're supposed to. Can you remember hierarchy and make sure you're maintaining that hierarchy where possible? So make sure you're addressing your parents with respect and with dignity at, at every turn. Such a good point. Last but not least, I would say be careful how you think of them. And this one can be the hardest to control because it's our thoughts and our thoughts can sometimes just run rampant. And, and I think that's why we've hit this hierarchy point so much is because if you truly understand that and you truly think about and consider why God put this the way that he did, it becomes easier. It becomes, I should say, it becomes harder to think of your parents in a negative way. Are they still going to get on your nerves? Sure. Are they still going to frustrate you? Yeah. Are, can you still look at them? And I think this can actually be healthy, especially when you get older. Look at them, look at their parenting, their marriage, and say, Man, maybe, maybe I wouldn't do things that way. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You still got to respect them. You still got to obey them and, and think of them in, in the respectful manner and the honorable manner that God really demands. I've worked with kids. You know, and I'm, I have this this idea the earlier that you realize your your dad isn't Superman, that you realize your parents are human, the more traumatic it can be. I, I work with kids. I worked with a kid one time. At four, he was in the getaway car while his dad was holding up a gas station Man. and coming in with a gun. And I mean, it was just really sad. And so he learned at a pretty young age, this doesn't seem right. And he had some serious father yeah. issues, parental issues. Um, and there was a lot, of, a lot of different problems with that. But... It was so devastating for him to learn that. At the same time, I think it can go to the other side where you never learn. You never, to your point, you never see my, you, I'm 25, my dad is just, they can do no wrong. That's not true either. There's a there's the ability to recognize your parents aren't perfect and still love them for it, still respect them for it, yeah. still see them as fellow heirs, if you're Christians, right, as fellow heirs, as people that I realize they didn't do everything right, but there's grace for that. Yeah, and and I expect there to be grace for me, especially for my kids. But when I mess up too, that there's grace for that. So you can see that your parents aren't perfect. We're not saying, well, just forget about all of it. No, you can see that. That's okay. Um, you may be very scarred because you realized at seven that your dad was not Superman, and that's really young for a kid to to realize that. We get it, but you know what? Once again, we're respecting the position, and that also ought to spur you on when you consider to become a parent, how you want to do things differently. And to your point. What do I like? What do I dislike? So that's always really important to be able to call things as we see it. Well, with all of these, we've said be careful. Be careful what you post. Right. Be careful what you tell your friends. Be careful the way you talk to your siblings. Be careful the way you talk to your parents. Be careful how you think. Because as you've seen, there's a fine line. We, we, we are not denying that parents are not perfect and can be so frustrating and can be tough to deal with and can be in the wrong, I would say. The, the parents are not immune to, to sin and to parenting in a way that is not proper. Yeah. You still got to respect them. You still got to obey them. And so be careful with all of these things. Anything else to add to this element so. of it? Nope. So it's April 18th today. Okay. Um, shout out to my brother, Reese. It, Reese Harib. It's his birthday. We are, Happy got, birthday, this, Reese. This would have been a perfect day to have him on the show. I really would have. Man, we're, we're going to have him have him a nice little chair here at some point. Um but happy birthday, Reese, if you're watching. But the other thing that was very interesting as I was going through looking, hey, what cool happened on April 18th? Wayne Gretzky, um, which if you don't the know who Wayne Gretzky one. is, um, it's okay. You don't watch hockey. Not a lot of people do. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Wayne this Gretzky is my is, last episode on the podcast. Yeah. Now. Wayne Gretzky is obviously recognized by many as the greatest hockey player ever. You might disagree. I don't think you do. But um, so it, we're going to do a make me pick between two things. For you, and maybe you do a different one for me because I don't – Stanley Cup would be cool, but maybe for me do a different one. But for you – Stanley Cup playoff game or the Super Bowl? Now, again, before you answer, 
as far as being able to attend. Some people might go, Super Bowl, duh, who cares about Stanley Cup? Joe is the biggest hockey fan that I know. Um, played a ton of hockey growing up, and so this is actually a pretty tough choice for him. So what would your answer be? I'm actually if it was a curious. Stanley Cup Game 7 with my Stanley Cup Final, with the Game Avalanche. 7 with the Avs, Natu- naturally, sure. I mean, you have to. Anything else, even a Finals game, Game 3, Game 4, something like that, where it's not a clinching game... I. The Super Bowl is unlike anything else. The Super Bowl, yeah. It, it, it is truly unlike anything else. So I'll turn it back around for you. I'm trying to think of what's your second. It had to be any NBA Finals. Yep. Of course, NBA Finals, LeBron James is there. <laughs> oh, game 7. Man. Yep, Lakers-Celtics, Game 7. Um, or the Super or Bowl. Or the Super Bowl. I'm going to the Game 7. Are no, you? I'm the same. If I, I, I'm one of my dreams, and I'm running out of time, is to be able to watch LeBron live. Because I've, I've actually never been to an NBA game, never watched LeBron. No so, way. Man, I got, I'd love to do that before he retires. It's coming up soon. But, um, yeah, if it's Game 7 and he's playing, I'm going to be there uh, if I can. Um, other than that, though, Super Bowl. I mean, just yeah. talk about a bucket list item. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the experience, the fact that 100 million Americans are watching this game and you get to be there. Um, yeah, that if LeBron's playing in the final game, I'm going there. But other than that, Super Bowl, for sure. All right, so we need you to donate to Focus Press so we can start yes. so we can start <laughs> paying for our Super Bowl tickets or finals tickets. Yeah, LeBron's not making the Lakers finals, are sorry. totally making yeah, it. I was going to say, right? LeBron's not making that. <laughs> so we're good on that. The Avs may make, who yeah, knows, yeah, back-to-back. Well, hey, knock on wood, knock on wood. We'll see. And Either if you're way. wondering who the Avs are, it's the Colorado hockey team. Colorado Avalanche. For all you people If you don't, don't know, get yourself educated, look up a few, a few highlights, <laughs> and then become a fan like me. Yeah. Um, of course, but uh, anyway, no, I think that's a great, great question. A lot of, a lot of fun thinking about that one. So maybe for you, I'm trying to drop think. Your, what, drop your comment. I, I mean, say. I know we probably don't have a ton of hockey fan, maybe not a ton of football fans either. But uh, World again, Series Game Seven. Yeah. You know, of the four major, let's just say that of the four major, we're like, no, this is just for fun. There are more important things that we maybe we should ask a parenting question, but that might be difficult. <laughs> your parents see it online and go, "What'd you say?" Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I would say of the four major. Sporting Game Seven, World Series, Game Seven with your team in all of these, of course. Which one are you gonna go see? I couldn't yeah. care less if the you know if the Orioles and Braves are playing or whatever. Yeah, uh, they may exactly. be in the same division. I don't even know baseball. I'm, for I'm Na- sorry. I'm ready yeah. for Nashville to get a baseball team. Uh, amen to that. The Rockies are terrible. So anyway, yeah. Post which one would you would which one you would rather go to? Um, I think we're gonna have a lot of Super Bowl. That's my personal opinion. We're gonna have a lot of Super Bowl people out there. It's just one of those things. You if you get the chance to go, don't pass up. You on it. have to. You yep. have to. So. Anything else? I think we'll wrap there. All right. And with that, uh, again, thank you for watching the Godly Young Men podcast. We'll see you next week.